Today, we're having a look back at the past seven days, what's been happening, what might happen in the upcoming seven days. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. Imagine you with all your complexity, all your imperfection, all your imperfection. Welcome to the Balls Deep Podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Uh, joining me today, I have a very special guest. I'm going to add him in. From Rotowire, it's Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard. Thank you for very, having me, Adam. I'm honoured. Very nice. Just wanted that horn sound. Uh, <laughs> I'll work Ken, it in various times in the show. <laughs> oh, of course. As much as you want. Um <laughs> Ken is actually one of the few analysts that I've actually met, uh, which we we uh, we met in Bullside. 2019, I think, um, in Vegas, uh, Vegas, which was a, a very eye-opening experience for someone from a small town in, in Australia uh, to go to Vegas. But it was a great trip and, and hoping to get back there in, in a couple of years. So honoured to have you on the show. Um, for, I mean, for those... Me. That... Hey, thank you for being a writer for Rotowire, Adam. We love having you part of the family. Uh, yeah, no, look, I, I I love doing it. I love – I mean, I feel like player blurbs are really the core of what a lot of fantasy is. Like, it keeps you – you've got to watch all the games. You've got to watch all the players. So, it's uh, it's a really good way of keeping your, your foot in the door, I suppose. Um, so, for those that don't know who you are or I haven't had you on my show before, do you want to give people a quick 30-second sure. blurb about who you are? Yeah, yeah. Um... I live in the in the state of Vermont here in the USA, which is Boston Celtics country. Um, I was one of the college buddies that eventually led to the founders of RotoWire. They they were all in from the very beginning. I went and got corporate jobs and did it on the side for a long time, but then eleven years ago decided to dive in full time with Peter and Jeff and the other founders of RotoWire. You know, I'm dating ourselves here. RotoWire is 27, 28 years old. I've been along for most of that ride uh, and uh, love chipping into a, our, as you know, giant library of basketball info. Yeah. And I've got uh, my fresh Rotowire swag on today. You've got the hat on um, you. and you've been uh, not, I wouldn't say regular, but you've been, you've done a couple of shows with Dr. A, um, which I've, love listening to the get off my lawn segment the whole uh <laughs> reference to is it stadler and waldorf from the muppets is exactly. that exactly yes yeah. yes so, so yeah. i'm on once a month with dr a steve okay. alexander but then i'm on every friday on our basketball podcast on friday i hope that doesn't um awkwardly uh launch at the same time as the fbi stuff but uh um you know fans should obviously watch both <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Look, it's I, I, I don't just watch FBI stuff. I watch RotoWire stuff. I watch, I watch Josh Lloyd stuff, um, Roto World stuff. So, uh, no, I try to, I try to listen to as much as I can. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've been listening to the 
the regular show that you do with Alex and um, Shannon for, for years. So um, always a good listen. So like I said, this is basically the format that I run with Zach every week. Uh, Zach was going to be on the show today, but he's got a, a sick child and he said both he and his wife were pretty tired and cranky. So um, decided the Anthony, to... He's the Anthony Davis street clothes of the video pod world. He is today. He is today, yes. Yeah, anyway, and, yeah. yeah. And he has... Uh, he has he has a lot of little children running around, so I'm, I'm surprised you know, he has sick time reason, to do anything. When I had sick kids, our kids are adults now. That was the perfect time to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's 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 a different world now because when my kids are sick, I just work from home. Yeah. Um, yes. it, it, there's no more, well, I have to take a day off work to be home with them, um, So, which is good and bad, I think. It's, I don't know, good there's and pros and cons Agreed. to working from home. Yeah. But, um, so we're just going to look at – I sent you through a few names uh, that we can talk about, just relevant players, how that might look uh, for the upcoming week. And the first first name that I sent through was someone that I was relatively high on, Kobe White, coming into the season. He was, he was a bit bumpy. Things were rocky to start the season, but the Bulls have – well, who knows where Zach Levine is. Um, <laughs> but Kobe White's been balling out um, – what are your thoughts on what he's been able to do the last couple of weeks? Well, I liked uh, from the Bulls' perspective, their switch to White. They had so many limited options, right? They really didn't make any mm. roster moves. Uh, DeSomo did, uh, from Illinois did not work out very well. Defensive first guy, but frankly, was just too much of a zero offensively. And so it, it made sense to try something else after last year's failed season. The problem is... You know, White's kind of more of a, uh, in my opinion, a, a shoot-first point guard, which is really not what they needed either. Uh, but as you alluded to, hey, hopefully Zach Levine is out for a while. I, I don't want to sound morbid, but for Kobe White managers, you know, that frees up a heck of a lot of usage for White. Uh, hey, the Bulls aren't going anywhere with Zach Levine. I, unfortunately, though, I don't think they're going to be able to move him either. That contract is hellacious. Uh, but... Um, you know, we don't know how long Levine's going to be out and ride the Kobe White train while you can because uh, he's not gun-shy about shooting, right? Right, Adam? No, he's not. He never has been. But this year, they're actually falling. Uh, so yeah, just pull, pull, pulled up his <laughs> numbers he, here. He he's... crept up over 44% field goal percentage, uh, which was nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, I don't know. He just looks, he looks far more common. I think... The last couple of years, he's just not been sure about what his role is and, and how they view him, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And I think it's pretty clear now that, that they need him out there. He scored double digits in, what, 10, 11 straight games, uh, top 90 for the season, I think, from memory. Yeah, 90th-ranked player, uh, top 20 over the last two weeks. So, look, sell high, I guess. If you want to try and trade him away, you could look at it, but... Given you've basically got zero um, invested in him in terms of where you got him in the draft, like you would have got him in your last pick or maybe even off off waiver wise, I'd I'd just hold him and sure. enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, because maybe they are able to find a taker for Levine. Maybe Washington or somebody with a lot of cap space decides to bite the bullet on that contract. So on the on the off chance they are able to trade Levine, boy, you'd absolutely want White on your roster. Or if this injury keeps um, keeps Levine uh, uh, on the sidelines for a while. Yeah, mm. enjoy the run. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
Another guy that's sort of trending up, which a little bit more surprising, I think, than than Kobe White is Dante Exum for the Mavericks. Um, I had that... to look up. I had to look up how old he was because I was. He's perpetually a teenager in my head. Yeah, I I know he's Australian, so I assume yeah. you're a fan, Adam. Uh, yeah, look, I it's been great. Like he he was he had a pretty. Uh, I don't know. He he was fairly hyped coming out of the draft. I think he was taken with the fifth pick yeah, from he memory. Was very hyped. Like yeah, yeah. Um, Utah's savior at the time, right? He was, and injuries just really slowed him down. He just couldn't stay healthy, so he he took an interesting path. He just left the league basically and and got healthy. Went to Europe, um, played well over there. Was picked up by Dallas this season as just a. Hey, let's see what this guy's got left in the tank. Uh, he's 28 now, for those that are wondering how old he is. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, look, I mean, he had a little bit of a role to start the season, but with injuries and and um, and just his improved play, he's been really strong the last couple of weeks. He's starting uh, now, uh, starting today, I'm pretty sure. Let me have a look. Starting oh, well, yeah. Yep, the, yep. Uh... he's starting today. Yeah, um, and... You know, they've had a lot of injuries uh, in the wing yep. role there for the Mavericks. And Exum's defense is never questioned. You know, whether he's whether he's a true NBA point guard floor general is debatable, but his defense has always been fantastic. Frankly, if you're going to give big minutes to Doncic and Irving, which of course you are, you're going to need defensive help elsewhere. So you can mm. see why he and Derek Lively, uh, um, or Derek Lively and De- uh, Derek Jones Jr., uh, our good fits alongside. I, I worry, though, they're going to keep rotating those bench guys for whoever the hot hand is. Uh, so you might, I mean, we're going to be talking about the fourth and fifth Mavericks on every waiver wire video we do yeah. now to the end of the season. But I'm very happy for Exum. As you mentioned, I mean, the list of injuries he suffered mm. is pretty long. Yeah, no, and I think for me, that's the best part of this is just that he's healthy and playing well and 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 finally, I guess, Re- almost realizing probably what was his dream, just of playing in the yeah. NBA, being healthy, competing, because he never really got a, a chance to do that. Well, he never um, got that traditional, you know, in the States, he'd have that traditional college run too, where yeah. fundamentals might be beat pounded into you for a year or two by a overly demonstrative U.S. college coach. He never had that. I felt like it was a big leap he had to take. And then on the one hand, Utah was good, small market. But, man, being thrown into the NBA as a lottery pick at his young age yeah. without the traditional background seemed rushed. Yeah, it, it was. And, and look, I mean, we might we might do a podcast in a month and he's he's vanished sort of thing. So yeah. this this is not necessarily... Not, the Mavs aren't invested much, right? He's getting the, getting the veterans minimum, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think they're just going to keep rotating these yeah. wing, wing guys that help. It's... The center lively, who they've got the big investment in, and of course the two star guards. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a yeah a nightly situation. Um, Ky- it does sound like Kyrie is going to be out a little bit longer. He's in a walking boot, and and so uh, he's out. Josh Green's out as well. Um, I think I think Williams is back tonight, but Derek Jones is out now. So I'm not even sure Green will get big minutes when he returns. I think yeah. they also just got pretty frustrated with his lack of production. They've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, but yeah, well, you know, Grant Williams was missed a game or two. He's back. So yeah, like yeah, we'll be talking waiver wire Mavericks every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who did I have next? Oh, another Australian. Another Australian. Australian, but, <laughs> another Australian but, 
<laughs> like, I'm not excited at all. Josh Giddy, uh, yeah. look, there's all the off court stuff. We've, we've right. every anyone who's anyone has seen that uh, on Twitter or, or wherever. So all of that stuff aside, just his production this season, even before this incident, was not good and no. hasn't improved. He's two outside the top 200, 203rd ranked player. Yeah. And for someone that you probably spent a fifth round pick, maybe a sixth round pick on, I th- I think he's, he's, I mean, he has to be considered a bust at this point. I had him on my, believe it or not, I had him on my preseason bust list. I just don't like his outside shooting. I didn't like yep. how he fits in with Holmgren suddenly uh, back in that lineup. You know, he'd take some shots away from Giddy. But also, they need to space the floor more. They've never had a legitimate front court uh, at Oklahoma mm. City in years. And uh, they finally get home, Grimm, and I thought, that's really going to clog the lane. Giddy's slow uh, drives to the basket. They really need, frankly, more outside shooting, which yeah. Giddy's never been that good at. And even when Giddy does drive, he's not particularly good at drawing fouls. So... Yeah, I had him on my preseason bus list for all those reasons. Didn't know there'd be this crazy off-court stuff. But between the poor performance, to me, the poor fit in that offense, and then the off-court stuff, just try to trade him for someone who's still obsessed with the big name value from prior seasons. Yeah, it's I, I try to stay positive with any guys like this that, have, that are sort of floundering a bit and their production is down, but it's really hard with Giddy because – I do feel like his skills are a little bit surplus now in OKC. They've yep. got, and as you said, they need floor spacing. Um, and that's why Isaiah Joe gets minutes because he can right. hit threes. And and he's, yeah, Giddy's not an elite defender. He's not a bad defender, but he's not elite. Um, they've got Shea who can handle the ball. Jalen Williams can handle the ball. Chet can right. handle the ball a little bit. Uh, so, well, yeah. You, want, I, you wonder how many of those past Giddy stats were inflated when SGA mm. was missing all those games, right? And now they're, thank goodness, relatively healthy. And I just don't see the fit very well. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It's a tough situation. It's hard to know what to do um, because if you trade him, you're not going to get much back at all. Um, do you hold him? Can he be better? I think he can be better, but I I don't think he's getting back to being I, a top 100 player. No. The only, the only way I see that happening is if Holmgren suffers an injury. And with that yeah. slight frame, I keep expecting it to happen. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. but I hope I'm wrong on that. You know, I want the guy to stay healthy, of course. Uh, but I, the only way I see Giddy returning is if Holmgren gets a bad injury. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, all right, another – so a rookie who came in with a bit of hype after a strong preseason and, and his role was a bit up and down, but I mean, Washington are just a dumpster fire. So it's hard to know <laughs> what's happening next week in Washington, but Bilal Kulabali has been pretty good the last couple of weeks. He's playing 28, 30 minutes a night. Uh, he's getting some defensive stuff. He gets some rebounds, double digits double digit in four straight games. Last four, yep, exactly. Yep. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so, they should be giving him a crazy amount of minutes, right, Adam? Mm. Um, this team's terrible. They moved up slightly to get him in the lottery this summer. Um, yep. I, you know, uh, they're stuck, though, with Poole and Kuzma. Gosh, well, it's like till I, I had their salaries. Yeah, they're stuck with both Kuzma and Poole. They're they're not free agents until the 2027 season. 
Yeah. And they're going to prevent anyone from evolving. <laughs> you know, they've got to, yeah. you know, they'd love, I'd probably be very happy to trade either of those guys for pennies on the dollar just to get the contract off the books, focus on what young talent they do have. But, um, you know, what's, I think, though, one concern I have with Kolobali is he's also getting extra minutes because DeLon Wright is out. DeLon mm-hmm. Wright's the, the one guard or wing that team has that can play defense other than Kolobali. So he's getting kind of his rookie minutes and uh, rights as well. Um, But boy, he has the look of a guy who's going to get you those like blocks and threes, doesn't he? And, Mm. uh, and rebound well for a guard. So I I am excited about his future. I trade from now in any keeper league you in, uh, you're in before he really, uh, they push him in a more prominent role. He's only 19. Um, but I, I do worry about the damage Pool and Kuzma are doing to his career and and growth. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're all worried about that. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, look, if you want to go and grab him and and just see how long he holds on to this role for, he's sort of a stash, more of a late season yeah. stash. But he's doing enough at the moment to be rostered. Um, I'll segue straight into Jordan Pool because he was on my list. Uh, right. And speaking of busts and Josh Giddy. Josh Poole is uh, Jordan Poole, not Josh Poole. Jordan Poole is arguably the bust of the season. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, there are some other contenders. You know, uh, uh, Alan uh, Andrew Wiggins is hard to top as far yeah, as yeah. the atrocity of his production. But boy, you, sh- you knew Poole's turnovers would be bad, but not this atrocious. You knew he's shooting when high volume with not a great percentage. But what is he at now? He's at forty percent, and frankly, that's with some improvement recently. Like. Just total disaster. Clearly also lacks the maturity to be anywhere near a team leader role, which his contract would dictate he has. If he's getting paid money to be a team leader, but he's sure not acting that way. Um, his defense has never been worthy of huge playing time. Um, but, you know, it, it was viewed that, hey, he can create his own shot. He, he can hit, obviously, a ton of three-pointers. But without the infrastructure of a championship squad around mm. him like he had in Golden State, he's clearly devolving into um, a guy who needs support versus can hold a team up. Yeah, I think so. And he's, I mean, you look at his numbers, they're down across the board, despite the fact that he should be playing a much larger role. Yeah. Um, and the, and it's, I mean, it's not even just the production, it's the body language, the sort of what you see in the timeouts, all that sort of stuff that just, <laughs> I don't know. Nightmare. It doesn't. No, it, it, it's it doesn't lend itself to fantasy value or anything like that. But again, much like Josh Giddy, I I don't think you can drop him because you've probably you probably took him at pick fifty or something like that. Um, I mean, the Wizards we, have no place to turn, and if he's if you're in an eight category league without tos, okay, better. Yep, better. If you're in a points league, great. The percentages yep. don't hurt you. Uh, he's still still an elite free throw shooter, which is nice. Mm. Though the volume isn't that high because he doesn't drive the bucket that much. Mm. But uh, yeah, you're sort of stuck. Um, I doubt there's a Wizards fan in your league. <laughs> <laughs> I pity them if there are. That's right. I grew up in Washington. Happy to have moved to the Boston Celtic area. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm but, sure uh, you are. Yeah, but pulls an atrocity uh, worse than they expected. My DC friends. Uh, send me angry, profanity-ridden texts about him about every other day. And uh, it's a mess. I don't know what you can do. I mean, maybe 
the bottom feeders in your league are willing to take a gamble because they're panicked about their situation. That's probably your best chance. If you're not in the bottom for having already yeah. drafted Jordan Poole. Yeah, which you very well might be. Uh, so uh, well, who's the next guy that we've got here? Um, Keynote. Yes, Keynote. Keontae George, uh, another another rookie who Another 19-year-old, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, still very young. Um, started out quiet, quiet-ish. We, we were sort of preaching him as a, a guy you should probably stash because he'll move into the starting lineup at some point. It happened a lot quicker than we thought it was going to. It only took, uh, what, eight games or something? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. The, uh, yeah, eight games. Horton, yeah, the Horton, uh, Horton-Tucker experiment at point. Yeah. Fell apart rather quickly. Uh, you really don't want Jordan Clarkson running the offense is the is the lead guy. Uh, but yeah, he's only 19. This team has issues. The team hasn't been healthy, right? Kessler's yeah. Markman's out. Kessler's was out for a while. But asking it now, he's 20. He just turned 20 a few weeks ago. Um, asking a 20 year old to make the leap uh, that George do, uh, does uh, to suddenly lead your NBA team is asking a heck of a lot. I, you know, that field goal percentage is a typical poor yeah. rookie, 36 plus percent. Um, shoots a lot more than I expected. I, you know, it's not like they lacked, it's not like they need scoring uh, on that team, but he's shooting a lot. Um, I'm a little, you know, while we're on the Jazz, John Collins, come on. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be blowing up with marketing and out now. He had one good game, but uh, I don't know. George, another great flyer. I think I'd frankly rather gamble on George than Poole. Uh, yep. yep. Uh, to, and a heck of a lot of fun to watch. He is. And, and I think Pete, like the comeback or, or people, the retraction will sort of be, well, his scoring's not great, but he scored in double digits in oh yeah, a, well, a few games. Wow. What have we Put got? Up, Four uh, of the last 30, nights, yeah, 30 points yesterday. Yeah. I don't think that'll, you know, last, but, uh, no. Um, but if you look at the last, what, last two weeks, he's averaging 15.5 points. I mean, that's, even over the last month, 14 and a half points. That's fine. That's yeah. that's certainly not going to – it's not going to blow you away, but it's not like he's Draymond Green and scoring six points a game or anything like that. But you're, you're going to have to be patient with the field goal percentage. So yep. uh, that's that's the big thing to watch out with, George. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, another guy, so someone that I actually drafted in a couple of leagues and, and he's been pretty frustrating as well is OG Ananobi. For the Raptors, I mean, the Raptors as a whole have been pretty disappointing. Um, right. They are down stuck towards in the, the bottom. They are stuck in the middle. They're not even stuck in the middle. They're stuck below 500. Yeah. When are they going to blow this up, right? So you've got mm-hmm. Siakam, unrestricted free agent end of the year. And I wonder whether they want Ananobi to take his player option next year. He's got a $20 million player option for next year. Uh, I could see them. Maybe they 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 sandwich these two together in a deal at the deadline if they readily admit we really need to start over. Look, they're not going to turn this around drafting guys like Grady Dick, uh, you know, no. in the middle of the first round. So, no. uh, at some point, you have to admit this is going nowhere. Oh, surprise, yep. surprise! Portal didn't turn everything around. Jacob Pottle didn't. Uh, I always mispronounce his last name. I can't. <laughs> Uh, we but, know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, he, he didn't turn things around suddenly. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they're they're just running in sand. Uh, OG's usage rate is clearly on. He's the one taking the big hit as Scotty Barnes uh, develops. And frankly, 
if your Raptors management isn't Barnes your priority uh, versus OG? Uh, I would think so. Yeah, I would think they're they're looking to build around Barnes and and, and Siakam and, and Ananobi are probably your trade bait there, trying to get some picks or something back. Um, he was good yesterday; had twenty nine points, uh, season high. For me, it's just been the defensive stuff. He's been invisible on the defensive end. He's averaging uh, where are we? He's averaging point one point one steals. When you you think of him as one point five minimum, one and yeah. a half to two, he was and- he was a stocks and great percentages guy. He's shooting under seventy yeah. percent from the free throw line this season, which is mind boggling uh, yeah. after a career high season in the low eighties last year. Uh, yeah, uh, the stocks were great. Uh, yeah, almost two steals a game, almost one block a game. Blocks have been steady, but the steals have tanked. It's just frustrating. I wonder if he wants to be there anymore. I mean, yeah, there's a malaise in watching the Raptors play now where they know, eh, you know, we, yeah. we, we've changed everything we can. They brought in a new coach. The, now it's there's no more Band-Aids that can turn things around. No. Uh, they got to no. start over. They've got enough talent there to to win some games and, and like not like Detroit or Washington. So – even though they they don't really look that engaged or or that good, they, they've talented enough to to get over the line in a few games, which is probably to their detriment, as you said, because they're just stuck sort of in the middle or just below, yeah. um, not bad enough to just get a high draft pick. They're going to have to do something um, well, to change. Ananobi younger than Dante Exum. I had to look that up. I was shocked. <laughs> Exum twenty eight. Uh, I don't know, be twenty six. So yeah, there's still, there's still, you know, I would think, uh, I would think plenty of teams would love to deal for him, but you got to imagine his role would be smaller, not larger. Anyone going out there for him, unless somebody like the Wizards decided to, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think who would, you know, who would be all in for trading for Ananobi? You'd have yeah. to have some cap space and okay, you got to assume. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes my contract predictions are bad, but you assume he's taking that player option at 20 mil a year, right? Yeah, I don't know. You would think so. Um, or you don't want to probably, hit your go to market after your arguably worst season seems like bad tactic. Yeah, um, he'd be a, like we were talking earlier about Dallas. He'd be a good fit in Dallas, like playing that Derek Jones Jr. role, Grant Williams role as as a defensive three and D wing. Um, I agree. Um, You're right. That I don't think a good call. I don't think they'd have the money. I don't with, think they do the either. amount they're paying Kyrie and Luca. Um, Are they still playing Christian Wood some? I don't know. Oh, probably. All <laughs> uh, right. Last. So I've got a couple of teams to talk about, but one more player who I spoke about with Zach two weeks ago, and, and he has since returned, and that's Anthony Simons. Um, someone who I had stashed in two or three leagues. I think I, I invested a bit in him, and then, of course, he got injured in the first game of the season. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I remember – but you have the good news that Scoot Henderson has been terrible. <laughs> and he has. All that he has. means is a heck of a lot more usage for Simons, right? So it seems like rest of season, if he, if Anthony can stay healthy, the ball's going to be his. Brogdon's going to be in and out and in yeah. and out with injuries all season long. So Simons should be the number one guy getting tons of usage. I mean, they're going to force Henderson to play more. Here's another guy that probably could have used a year of college, frankly. I don't know long-term if that G League Ignite path is going to prove wise or not. 
Uh, frankly, I think they're coddling guys too much at the G League. Mm. Um, so we'll see. But uh, I'd loved. Oh man, I, part of me really regrets not dealing for Simons when um, when he was hurt because that that the the runway it's just wide open for him rest of season. It is. Yeah, I think we're coming into the season. There was a bit of conjecture about what he how high he would be on that pecking order, but I think it's pretty clear that he's number one. Um, based on what we've seen, he, he's if you look at the three games since he's returned, um, he's had 23, 21, and 27 wow. field goal attempts. Yeah, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous. He's yet to miss a free throw, I believe. He's 20, what are we, 19, 20, he's 25 of 25 from the free throw line. And so. he's always been, except for his rookie year, always been a very good free throw shooter. Yeah. So I expect he's not going to be at 100%, but high 80s, low 90s for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's his team, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, would love to have Simons for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's it's been good having him back. Uh, I, I remember the news on his thumb injury. I remember exactly where I was when I got it because I was on a pad. <laughs> I was on a paddle, big paddle steamer on the Mississippi, um, wow. going down to a Civil War reenaction kind of place. That's how I remember it because I've never been in that location before. Um, and I remember sitting on the boat. It was very hot and the woes tweet. And I went, oh, man, there goes my first two months of my fantasy season. Yeah. Uh, well, better the first two than the last two. And that's right. I think you're going to yeah. be enjoying a lot of production here. On yeah, out. and I've stayed afloat with him with him out. So I've managed to at least um, stay competitive. So. Um, so just a couple of teams we'll touch on, and then I'll, I'll let you head out. Um, the Pistons rotation, uh, it's been – it feels like it's changed every game <laughs> the last two weeks. What do you th- – Osar Thompson is really where I'm gearing or, or heading okay. towards here because he was out. Uh, the starting lineup was playing 15 minutes, and then last night he was back in, played awesome, had 20 points and filled it up. What – are we confident that he'll stick now? No, I don't have any confidence <laughs> in Monty Williams, the coach. Here's what drives me nuts. I I want to get, I'll get to Thompson eventually, but this is what kills me. They're losing 20 in a row, right? Yeah. And they're still starting Killian Haynes, a point guard. You're yep. killing Jaden Ivey's trade. If you don't like Ivey, fine. You got to play him to trade him while he still has some value. It's, it'd be one thing if they said, let's start Killian Hayes, and they were winning, right? Like, oh, okay, fine. That makes sense. Yeah. But they're on a record losing streak. You know, I think with one more loss, it's the longest Pistons losing streak in the history of that storied franchise. So starting Hayes is getting you absolutely nothing while mm-hmm. you just tank the value of Jaden Ivey and presumably his confidence as well. Um so I don't have any trust in them to make the smart, wise decision. Thompson, you know, frankly, I, I was I was mocking, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm saying I don't think the G League Ignite team, there's too much catering to those guys and being yeah. grateful that they signed those deals when, frankly, they need to go through a year or two of college boot camp, focus on fundamentals, have a coach actually yell at you, you know, um, be forced to play defense every play most nights. And... Uh, I worry the, the Thompson brothers, Scoot Henderson, are all going to be soft, that mm-hmm. they expect to be catered to in a similar manner. You know, they need like a veteran Rick Mahorn yelling at them is what they need, <laughs> in my opinion. You know, But obviously I'm old and cranky, as you know from my other shows, Adam. So I'm probably being a little too negative here. 
But I do love Thompson from a long-term stocks um, play, but I don't have any faith in the Pistons doing the right thing or that he has a fundamental base at this point in his career where you should expect to bounce back. I think he's always going to be wildly mm. up and down, and they're going to be watching Cade Cunningham take a lot of terrible shots and turn it over the whole season. Yeah, look, yeah, it is really hard to know. I don't think you're being too judgmental or too negative. Like, they're, they're just disgusting at the moment um, with what they're doing think, and, yeah. and the rotations and who they're prioritizing. I mean, why is James Wiseman playing and why oh. are they not? Why they when not? You, ha- you had Bagley, so you've already got one reclamation project at yeah. center. You're trying to turn around. As soon as they get Wiseman, you know, oh, neither of these guys are going to work out because they can't focus on re- – there's not enough resources to, or minutes on the court to turn both those guys around. So now you're going to do a, a mediocre job of trying to get lottery value out of Bagley and Wiseman when there's not enough minutes on the floor, especially – and you're going to screw up Jalen Duran, who's probably, frankly – your best asset maybe at this point. Uh, it's such a mess. Uh, yeah. I have no faith in it. Bogdanovich will get lots of catch and shoot shots. That's all I, that's all I have faith in. Yeah. Look, I mean, common sense would say that you'd look to trade him because he like, let's build right. him up. Let's it's trade him. Get timeline. Some... But they no. need outside shooting. They got rid of Sadiq Bay, right? So they don't, they need someone who can catch and shoot just to space the floor. Yeah. Uh, or you just pack it in the key with the rest of the team of poor shooters. And they, I mean, they're trying to make Isaiah Stewart that that sort of stretch four, which he's not. Uh, he's um, not. Um, it's no. Duran's out at the moment. On, a, on so. a good team, Beef Stew is like an energy off the bench guy. On a yeah. good team, right? Yeah. Anything yeah. more than that, and you're asking too much. Yeah, they should just play him as the backup center behind Duran. Don't worry about Wiseman or Bagley. But it's Detroit. We've got a we've got a big sample size of bad decisions, so right. nothing is going to change. No, no, they clearly. Um, yeah. uh, the Knicks. Speaking of coaches who yell and and tell you to play defense, and you can hear him through the effects mic in every game. Um, he always looks like the Penguin to me. He looks like he, he should play the Penguin in the next Batman movie. But at least he has uh, somewhat of a history of success. Well, Williams, yep. not Williams, has a history of success, but. Um, yeah, Mitchell Robinson gone. I assume that's where you're going, Adam. It is, yeah. So we we thought um, Hartenstein would would start, and okay, go and pick up Hartenstein. He's the he's the guy we need here. But then they said, well, Jericho Sims is going to start, and and then Which that actually they did, took me back. They did that last season. They did you know, it last year when yeah. when, uh, um, when Robinson missed some games. I think they feel like they need Hartenstein Hartenstein's talent on the second unit. He does a lot of passing for a center. Yeah. But and and we even though Sims got the start yesterday, Hartenstein got more minutes. Yeah, you know the dilemma is the other way they deal with it is just have Randall play a lot of center, right? So uh, it's not like this is a big opportunity. Frankly, you know who I think wins out of this? It's boring, but I think Josh Hart yep. is going to see a lot more time at the four with Randall playing five. We know Hart's a very good rebounder. He's undersized for four, but he's finally turning things around. So he's kind of the pickup in this that I'm intrigued by. But if you're in a two-center league and you you know you need a third center for your bench, certainly Hartenstein, especially if you're worried about Goga um, losing his job in Orlando when Wendell Carter comes back, which I hope doesn't happen. But Hartenstein could be another guy who could get by as your third center uh, hmm. for four or five more weeks. 
Yeah, look, I've, I I still think, he, yeah, he's the preferred option out of Jericho, Jericho, Sims and Hartenstein. I'd go Hartenstein because, as you said, he, yeah. he still played 27 minutes and he had a pretty good line. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be 34 minutes a night. I just, they're, they're not no. going to use him that way. But a lot of my teams, I'm punting sort of your traditional big man stats. I've gone very guard heavy. Hartenstein's not a bad fit. He doesn't hit threes, but he does get some assists. He's decent enough from the free throw line. Yep. He'll be sort of 75% from the line. Um, doesn't turn it over a lot. So I do like him. But as you said, yeah, Josh Hart has looked pretty good the last couple of games as well. So I think he's probably someone I'd I'd go and grab if he's available. Well, you're, um, you're talking about Tibbs being grumpy. He's just <laughs> like, oh, it's even more minutes for Randall. I'll just exhaust my other starters even more. Yeah, Randall at center <laughs> defensively is is not a good look, but no, uh, no. They, they're and and I guess one good thing is they don't have Taj Gibson there anymore because <laughs> they were giving Taj Gibson minutes at center for some reason. So yeah, uh, uh, that yeah. that's not happening anymore. Um, Anyone who was the, ever a ball, Tibbs will give minutes to. They will. Yeah, Yoki <laughs> Noah might might be back in the lineup soon. <laughs> they need some center depth. Um, the Grizzlies. Uh, oh. pretty bad to start the season. Pretty bad. Marcus Injuries. Smart coming back. I'm trying to be happy about something for them. Yeah, look, he, I think he's probably like three games, four games away. Yeah. Jar is three games away, I think. Um, Jaron Jackson has looked much better the last week or two. He had 41 last night, I think. He's been carrying him. I mean, you know, his stats kind of remind me like on those really terrible teams, someone has to shoot. And that's Bain and Jackson now, right? Like, yeah, they don't even. It does when you watch Grizzlies games. You're like, is this even a play? Just give the ball to Bain. Give the ball. Give the yeah. ball to Jackson. You know, uh, yeah. Jackson's bringing the ball up a lot, which seems crazy to me. But they're, you know, it's a mess. Frankly, Marcus Smart's not good enough to turn that around. Brad Stevens knew. Yes, we love Marcus Smart. He's the spirit of the Celtics, but his medical file is awfully thick. And he plays too aggressive. I think his game count's going to get worse, not better each season. You'll see him come back as a cheap bench guy later in his career for a swan song with the Celtics. But there's nobody that's going to fill the gap a job. But hopefully he's back, right, Adam? Hopefully he's back. I think the 19th? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yeah, 19th. It, um... There's all this stuff in the news about his court case stuff. Would that delay his return? Uh, I doubt it. Not well. We haven't heard anything at this point that it that it will. Um, and it's got and a I, big meeting with Adam Silver coming up. I yeah, don't know where, where that's going to go? It's probably just. I think it feels like it's sort of a parole man. hearing, like yes. where they want to. <laughs> are, are you rehabilitated? And and well, yes, officer. I am. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure that the language will be very positive, right. but whether time will tell whether he's actually. You know, um, if I'm if I'm Memphis, and this is a lost season, right? Maybe yeah, and and, yeah. and your your biggest asset, John Morant, clearly has some issues. Is it wise to rush him back? Like, how do you you need to get him away from his dad? Apparently, his dad, mm. based on that lengthy ESPN article, is a negative influence. I'm not sure how you do that, but he, I, I you know, I don't know if I'd be done keeping him off the court. I. I I, 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 if the season's already lost, my concern as a Memphis Grizzly executive would be, how do I get the most out of John Morant long term? And rushing yeah. him back and having him feel like the hero of the team right away and acting as if nothing happened may not be the best way to do that. Yeah, that's my concern because I mean, I would 
I don't know him, but just knowing professional sports people, uh, egos are a thing like that. That it has to be to get to that level. And for him, if he was to come back and, as you said, be almost he's straight in as the, the face of the franchise. He's going to turn us around. He's he's all this. He's all that. What is that going to do? That he's going to f- instantly forget the last three months and yeah. and just be who he was before. So that's a bit of a concern for me as well. Um, yeah, look, I think it's probably a lost season. I mean, they have looked a little bit better the last few weeks. They've won a couple of games, but it's hard to see them getting back because they're going to have to get their chemistry back. Marcus Smart and Adams is out haven't for the even year. played together yet. Right, Adams um, is out for the year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Brandon Clark's not back till maybe late in the season at best. But again, lost how, season. I I just yeah, give him the and season. How, off. And how healthy or good is Clark going to be upon returning? And frankly, they yeah. seem to be souring on him before he got injured anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess the 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 question or where this was sort of going is once they're once they've got Jar back, once they've got Smart back, Canard is due back as well in about a week. So they're all coming back at, at a similar time, I think. Who starts? Does does Marcus Smart start alongside Jar Morant? Um, well, I think that yeah, I think the plan was slide Desmond Bain to small forward, which he can play, and you have Smart and Morant in the backcourt. Um, they like the defense of Bain and Smart together. Uh, clearly, Jackson is your starting forward. They were hoping Adams would be their starting center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're probably going to flip Tillman and Aldama based on matchups. I'm shocked how long they've had. Bayombo is the starter, even you know when Tillman came back healthy. I don't understand. There's no future in Bismarck Bayombo. <laughs> no, that, that made no. zero sense to me. But maybe Tillman was never or isn't yet a hundred percent. So I don't know. He Tillman shot some of the ugliest free throws I've ever seen on Sunday or on Monday. So uh, <laughs> um, maybe he's not healthy. But it does start to feel like a lost season that the Marcus Smart Band Aid was not able to solve. It does, and and he's another guy that I I actually drafted him in quite a few leagues in Ooh. around around pick eighty or ninety just because I thought, hey, I'm going to get two months of starting point guard, six assists, two steals, couple of threes, and then he went and got injured for half that time. So, I mean, um, for a points league, I was going to take that gamble, but anything with percentages, Marcus's shooting is too dicey, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I I, I didn't invest too much in him, but. Um, I was relying on him for some of those defensive stats. And, and look, he was okay to start the season. Like yeah. He was playing well. He was doing what I needed him to do, and then he went down. And then Markel Fultz, who I drafted, well, that's a whole other podcast. Other where where yeah, is Markel yeah. Fultz? <laughs> Talk about a medical file. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, it's concerning. The lack of information is frustrating. But anyway, it's where we are. Um That'll do, I think. Forty minutes—that that feels about right for a show. It, it's your first ever show in the evening. I'm glad I could uh, have you on. I can't tell my wife. I can't wait to tell my wife I was on the Balls Deep podcast. Yeah, she'll <laughs> she'll like that. She might have too many questions. Though. <laughs> Don't give her any uh... FBI. I'll stick to FBI. Well, yeah, just say it was with FBI, and that'll confuse her even more, I think. So um, don't give her any context, just balls deep and FBI. She'll like that. Uh, all right. I'll probably have you on again, though. Like, um, 
hopefully you can bring your whistle and happy to uh, happy to if, if you know if i didn't ruin your um subscribers and the viewership i'd be <laughs> happy to be back adam no no i'm sure you didn't um any i mean do you want to give rotowire a plug before yeah, I you I, go? thank you thank you yeah for anyone interested in rotowire you know and we're covering 13 sports uh for a free subscription just go to rotowire.com slash try use the dfs lineup optimizer uh load in your leagues for the custom my leagues for all the advice customized for the rules and rosters of your leagues, all your free agent suggestions, for instance, for your league are in that My League feature. But it's rotowire.com slash try. And thanks for uh, letting me put the plug in there, Adam. No worries. My pleasure. Uh, that will do it for today's show. Remember, check out all of our content at fbibasketball.com. Uh, head to our Discord server. We've got a whistle coming. Uh, do some sort of a plug with a whistle. I know. I'm just waiting for you to cue me. I don't know. Oh, look, it's, oh, it's great viewing, great listening, whether you're watching or listening. Uh, we are on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, do the same for RotoWire. Head over and watch their, check out all of their content, all of their shows. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.